I'm Ryan and this is You're Not Watching That. It's the podcast where I'm finally catching up with all those films I should have seen, but my parents, they just they, they just won't let me. What, what can you do? Um, welcome to episode number 11 of season one, where I'm about to watch film two of a franchise I've never even seen the first one of. So if you like demonic killer hands, chainsaws, crazed taxidermy, stop motion ghouls, nice trapdoors, the woods, and more chainsaws, then this is the film for you. A year before the utter shite that was Bloodsport, Sam Raimi made the sequel to his 1981 comedy horror classic, Evil Dead. And due to the insistent but devoted online trolling from Sir Elliot the Subliminal Psycho, we're watching Evil Dead 2. So chop off your hand, strap on a chainsaw in its place, load that sawn off shotgun, and let's get groovy. And we're off. That's it. Intro done. Uh, hi, I'm Ryan, as I just said. And uh, opposite me, uh, a man who only, I don't know, three minutes ago was wearing a vest. It's Dan Fudge. Hello, Dan. How's it going? I'm uh, I, just, just to keep you in, in the loop, I am still wearing the vest. It's just now covered. I, I, I tell you what it was. I just couldn't watch myself sat there in a pair of sweatpants and a vest while we recorded this. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put a shirt on. I wasn't bothered by it. I quite like a vest. I like those vests that go really deep down the side, like an African's ear. That that's what I was gonna say. I'm just like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, you wish you could sweat as much doing the splits like that boy. Uh so now you actually look a bit like uh this probably won't mean a lot to you. There was a it's a fantastic um computer game where they did a sequel. Um God, it's doing me. I didn't know what it's called. Uh, Alan Wake. And they did a sequel to it called Alan Wake's American Nightmare. And on the front he had the same shirt as you and hair very similar with a shotgun in his hand. So there you go. It's just your average flannel, mate. Just your average flannel. Look like a lumberjack today. A flannel. Um, Mylene Class, thoughts? Uh, well, she uh, she did present one of the greatest reality shows ever ever in the history after, uh, well, it was about eight years after her time with Hearsay in Last Choir Standing, in oh. which after uh, ACM Gospel Choir were the result of some tactical voting in uh, the one based in Guildford, uh, they ended up losing uh, or coming third to uh, to a band or to a choir uh, called Only Men Allowed. You wouldn't get away with that nowadays, would you? Uh, no, no, definitely not. No, uh, yeah, there's so many questions you want to ask right there. Um, who, who was the uh, who was the uh, conductor? Was it J.K. Rowling? No, they all had their own conductors, and the other presenter was Nick Knowles. Oh, a man who, very similar to Simon Cowell, I've always had it in my head, stinks of fags. <laughs> you think Simon McCall stinks of fags? Yeah. He's always nipping off for a quick, a cheeky B&H. In between shots, you see him every time there's a break on one of his programs, he's off. And uh, Nick Knowles just, I mean, seems an all right bloke, but just looks like he absolutely reeks. Doesn't even try a mint or anything else or a bit of a splash of aftershave. Just looks like he reeks of, of tab ends. To be fair, if you look like Nick Knowles, you, you, you know, you, you won't have to worry about how you smell. You look like Nick Knowles. Yeah, well, so, some housewife's choice or house... Husband's choice, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just wondered what your thoughts were on Mylene Class, or is she, do posh people call her Mylene Class? Uh, yeah, I, I, they must do, right? Like, uh, like they pronounce it garage music. Yeah. So, for any of those wondering about the uh, vowels in the UK, uh, if you're American or Canadian, you probably say them correct because randomly you do. Um, if I, uh, you know, they have this thing where they say grass, bath. What's the other one? It's cup, isn't it? We say cup, uh, but more the grass and the. Yeah, the grass and the bath. Um, all I'd say to you is that thing that's got an X and a Y axis on it that you plot a, they'd say graph. Yeah. And oh, I'd say, they? 
graph. Yo, it's a graph. Have you put it on the graph? But would they play a computer game and say it had good graphics? Would they fuck? Oh, the generator that used to make your hair stand on end in year seven science. Would they call that a Van de Graaff generator? They probably would, actually. Probably. But I think Van de Graaff is probably Dutch or German. Right, this is a load of shit. Where did Marlin class come from, by the way? Why have we gone down this route? Oh, um, well, part of me wants to say I just saw her walk in an aardvark down Hayward's Heath. Right. Just past Kenny Loggins' um, <laughs> what was that thing? Was Kenny Loggins' condo. Um, that should be a name for this. Uh, she was just on a program downstairs as I was getting a little microwave pizza together. So I just thought I'd just drop her in. My random person of the day. Oh! Reminds me, I've not done a random person for this film. Anyway, um, so which way should we do this? Should we tell the pe- the good people what we've been up to this week? Because I normally ask you, but I've seen you, so we, we've done stuff. Uh, do you want to do it in your most show-busy voice? So this week, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan and I, and the, uh, well, we, we were show-busying yesterday. We were part of the uh, multimedia experience that was uh, offered out by Warner Brothers to in- involve ourselves in the uh, premiere of the uh, of the Flash movie, the uh, the next step in the DC EU, uh, it was quite showbiz, wasn't it? So much popcorn consumed. We got free popcorn and bottles of water. Uh, yeah, popcorn chat coming up later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the thing is, we went slightly feral, didn't we? Where we'd gone, we you can take us out of Sheffield and Skegness. But when I saw that there was a lot of popcorn in a row, look back, did a quick check. All right, most people are seated, kicking it under the chair. Now, I leaned over to you, went got five bags. <laughs> got five bags. God, we, you can tell we're middle-aged. That used to mean something else in our 20s, didn't I've it? I've got five bags in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more important for the fluids, isn't it? Although, how much of you being the northerner that you are was slightly annoyed that there was no telling of this before you come in and you already spent God knows how long getting a coffee and paying for it and all your drinks? I don't mind. I like a coffee when I go to the cinema, although I uh, I, I don't like its diuretic effect. You know what I mean? All, all of a sudden, you sat there and you're like, I am gonna piss myself. But then it was that it was that weird bit of the movie, you know, where everything's going wrong and how's he gonna come back from this and fish shake, fish shake. And I thought, well, I can see where this is gonna go. So it's time to dip off for a lovely wee. So yeah, there is there is that thing that when people go to the loo, some people are like, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? What are you doing? I must admit, when you nipped off, I didn't really give it two thoughts, but there was a bit that something happened and I kind of looked, all oh, his reaction or whatever you might you do when you know you're watching a film with somebody and you weren't there. And I thought, oh, he's missed that. Or it might have been a bit. I remember years ago, we went to see one of the Avengers films. And you'll probably tell me what it is by the story that I tell you. Me and my mate Tom. And I had nipped off to the loo. I think I had the shits. I could, it was something like that. It was something Chrome related. Um, and when I come back, they were on a farm with Hawkeye. And before <laughs> I'd left, none of that. It, it was in space or something. And I was like, what the fuck has gone on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It went so west. And I think Thor's in some cave. And it just everyone had gone somewhere completely different in the time it took me to empty my bowels. But yeah, wonderful. Um, so yeah, what overall did... Uh, I, I was very impressed. I'd, I'd give a solid eight, potentially a nine on The Flash. I thought it was solid. I, uh, I like I, my I, bowels during the adventures. I'd have given it a, uh, a a three and a half, four. I thought there was some really good bits. There was, there was enough in out there to what? keep... Out of five. Oh, I was like, thinking out of ten. Why do you think I'd give it eight? I, I don't know. You're the one that started this 10 thing. They, they don't give it three and a half bottles of, uh, you know, bottles of pop on the, in the papers. Or three that's and what a we half. give it. Do you think I've given Robocop two out of five? <laughs> I swear to God. Do you genuinely think that Bloodsport was a 20% film? 
no, I, uh, I, I honestly, I, I'd have given it a solid eight. Um, there were some bits in it that really pissed me off, but it kind of counteracted by some other bits. Um, you know, and and the last ten minutes alone for all the fanboys, there's going to be an absolute geek gasm in it. Yeah, there was there was plenty of. Um, although I do think the part of the reason why you didn't like it was just your disdain for the youth of today. Yeah, that too. There's, you know, uh, that no, and I tell you what it is, right? Hang on, <laughs> let me let me do this without any spoilers. There is Ezra Miller is an absolute wrongen, and the fact that Warner Brothers and DC have stuck with him through this process is is beggar's belief. And because it's a, I think we know that it's a time traveling movie. Ezra Miller isn't in it once. Do you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a very much huge flag in there that says we've spent a lot of time and money on this, so it, it's coming out, even though they should have pulled it all and redone a lot of the scenes, but it would have been, you know, 95% of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. This is where people say I'm an accomplice to the crime. I've not really read a lot in. I know what the, the rumours are or what everything is, and from what I've seen of him being at premieres, he's not been charged or anything. That's why he's there and free and walking about, but... I mentioned to it somebody today, oh, I was a film. And one I said, yeah, great. And one bloke was like, yeah, I'm going in. And the other one said, I'm not interested at all because of the things he's done X, Y, Z. So there's probably people who know a lot more about it than me and what's going on. But I kind of, yeah, I just, The Flash is not somebody that I know that well in film. I say I probably know more about it through the, the New 52, like I was saying to you, of the comics. But um, yeah, it's a good character. And I, I thought, you know, it didn't really annoy me. And quite rare for me, mainly because of two things. Because of my bowels, like I said. But secondly, because of my legs, I often need some leg room. I mean, though I'm probably more longer bodied than I am leg, I still get a bit uncomfortable in a, in a cinema. Most of these films being three hours, you're like, fucking hell. That's why Evil Dead 2, knocking in at about 80 minutes, was quite nice, even on the sofa. Um, but yeah, that's I normally look at the watch for a few reasons. I kind of go, God, how long we got? If I can't remember how long it is. And I have to say, I didn't do it once. I didn't do it once for story. I didn't do it for anything. There was, there was, utterly, there was moments, I'll just say the babies got me. That was good. There was definitely moments, my first IMAX experience as well, where I was just going like, Jesus Christ, visually. Whoa. There was obviously nostalgia, as we mentioned. Everyone knows Michael Keaton's in this, returning as uh, the Batman, um, who was you know, one of my first cinema experiences, seeing the one in 1989, whatever it was. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of nostalgia there to it. There was a lot of times you heard applause, didn't you? And they were critics and stuff in there, weren't mm. they? And I was quite surprised mm. how much there was applause at the end. It was, yeah, it was, I just overall had a great experience with it. Yeah, there was um, there was a really emotional bit as well in it that really got a lump in my throat for it as well. Um, given the the stakes of this emotional bit, I I, I thought, you know what, that was absolutely, you know, to, you know, really really hit home. Uh, you know, hence it bit? hence it get say again. Which bit without ruining it? Uh, in the supermarket towards the end. Oh yeah, yeah, you soft bastard. <laughs> didn't bother me that which is funny because I have this conversation with Natalie where there'll be something that you, you know if he's in a room with 10 people nine of them are, are scrocking <laughs> and I'm there going don't get it and there'll be an old man having his radio repaired on the uh, repair shop and I'm in bits <laughs> just his size <laughs> really weird what kicks us off doesn't it um, yeah so no thank you and who are we thanking on that Dan and everything for you uh, this is from uh, from Brian Garner from the uh, Be More Super podcast. Um, he's uh, he's been quite supportive of what we're trying to achieve here, and uh, I, I was I was tapping him up today for some uh, technical advice so we can uh, we can do this as a visual medium as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for say what I'm describing in front of me here is uh, Benoit Blanc's uh, Sheffield Wednesday promotion outfit, uh, a duck, a hat that I. I genuinely think I'd look shit in uh, some headphones, yeah. in the corner of a TV. Uh, and Dan, would you like to describe the chaos? 
<laughs> there is a is that a cool box there there's a yeah. there's a perennially wrapped up poster with the and then there's um artwork. yeah it's always seems to be wrapped up i don't know why it's not on a wall i assume but, it's do for, you know why dan because i bought it with my ex to go above our bed when we bought a house but as she fucked off it's just been sat here in storage with me so f that b all right and then uh and then back in the corner as well is a uh is a paddington bear now it's a paddington bear stuffed plush toy interesting fact about those is that Paddington Bear's boots that he is wearing uh, in the cartoon and in the obviously the uh, the the written medium, um, he doesn't wear boots. But the boots were designed for the plush toys uh, in order to make the plush toys stand up. Like Paddington Bear is an anthropomorphic, I believe the word is bear, and those boots were designed by Jeremy Clarkson's mum. Yeah. There you go. Good looking woman. Um, yeah, so yeah, I remember that story. <laughs> Your fucking face. I did that today with a thing at work. There was a girl who said, you know that cleaner? No, I know this cleaner's about 68. I know he's got hair like Doc, Doc Brown, bless him, but he's always got a mask on still with COVID stuff. And, she, and I knew she mentioned, oh, that cleaner coming the other day. And he was like, oh, right, yeah, I'll do that. Whatever. I went, oh, the good looking one. And her face, she kind of went, what? And I went, well, yeah, good looking lad. With the white hair and the mask. And she went, yeah, I don't know if I'd, I would, what, what's wrong with him? It's just like, what a bastard move. Cause she was genuinely trying to just go, what kind of knobhead do I now sound? Well, you know, I'm not saying it from God's gift or anything, but just throw it in every now and then to someone, see what they do. You might end up starting a new relationship with someone going, yeah, actually, I do fancy him. Do you know the number? Yeah, jail, 999. Um, right. So let's, thank you for that. Yeah, we'd, it'd be great to see more modern stuff. Like I say, we were thinking about uh, maybe, reviewing the flash in a sense because we'd be ahead of the curve because people haven't see it but it doesn't really go with our shtick at the minute and we've got a quite funny way of talking about it later on with the next film and we don't we're hilarious we are we are hilarious so let's uh start talking a bit about evil dead 2 um i always forget which order this do i ask you for i know it's to do the things i knew before let's have it the things i thought i saw the things i knew before uh, right, this one, I say horror wasn't, I mean, if I wasn't allowed to watch things that weren't even horror, I was going to struggle to get a six years old, my mum and dad to go, hey, oh, have a bit of, uh, have a bit of this. Do you know what I mean? Have a bit of like really graphic comedy horror. But since growing up uh, and obviously seeing it culturally, I knew something about a hand going nuts and I knew something about a chainsaw being put on a hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. Because there's a lot of things in here you would easily confuse because they're tropes. They are a cabin in the woods. There is a girl screaming, yada, 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 yada. yada. Uh, but what about you, Dan? Where was your first uh, meeting on this film? For the second time on this show, I've not seen this movie before. I uh, I, I mixed it up with, with a few things. Uh, so there was a series uh, only about eight years ago that called, um, I think it was Ash versus the Evil Dead. And uh, and that that ran for three seasons, and I've only seen the original. Um, so on on the back of Rambo and First Blood, uh, I've not seen this. I'd not seen this one before. However, I'm I assume we'll go into it. There are a lot of crossovers because I did, of course, watch all three of them uh, the other night. Hold on, you've seen all right. So I know there's a third one which I knew something about it being medieval, and obviously the way this one ends. Give me. Oh, can I just say as well? There's a reason why we've done this because it's the first one we've gone in second one. So Elliot who's a forest fan like me and has supported uh, my other podcast for ages and, and constantly replays the bit where after we'd lost the wolves, I said, we're not even just low. We're lower than the earthworms licking their dicks. And he thinks it's one of the finest moments of last season. Although I was, I was on a rage as you'll know, Dan, from when football goes tits. Um, 
so, so his name on Twitter is actually Sir Elliot the Subliminal Psycho. That's why I mentioned him at the start. And he's just, whatever we've done, he's like the pods, but he's gone Evil Dead 2. Just do Evil Dead 2, just all the time. And I've had that conundrum of going, we haven't done enough classics where we're going to go and watch number two yet. And I thought, fuck it. So most people said you didn't need to see the first one. Having now seen both, Dan, do you think it? I've missed much by not seeing one? I think I think you'd find it interesting. So I, I watched the first one and it had a very different tone. It, it set itself up as a genuine horror movie, but it was an indie flick. So obviously the um, the effects are a bit janky and the uh, the makeup's a bit shit. And then it's got a very 70s overtone with the acting and all the rest of it. But then when you go into the first about seven or eight minutes into um, into this movie, you're sat there thinking, well, what is happening here? Right. So. I, I can't work it out whether it's a remake or whether it's a sequel, right? Because obviously if it's a sequel, the question the question to me comes in is, is Ash that stupid is going back to the same cabin X amount of years later with a different one, girl? It's the same cabin. Yeah, same cabin, right? And then, but if it, it comes across as a remake because when he uh, kills his girlfriend, it's in exactly the same way as someone gets murdered in the first one, but it does cross over a scene. But uh, interesting fact, because Sam Raimi didn't own the rights to the first one, he had to reshoot every single scene. So I believe it's 80% a remake. And have you got any of your uh, spine tingling stats on this one? Okay, so this one uh, was endorsed. The reason that the second Evil Dead 2 exists is that the the original Indian movie, the first one, uh, was watched by Stephen King. And it was uh, it was wholeheartedly endorsed by Stephen King, and um, and then Sam Raimi's career kind of died on it was was dying on its ass after a movie called Crime Wave, and it nearly ruined Raimi's career. Um, so the only way he was going to do it because Evil Dead had a bit of a cult following, to coin a phrase, he thought I'll make this better, and it had ten times the uh, ten times the budget. Um, but yeah, uh, and then also in in homage to this movie, which was probably get to later on there's a deleted scene in the marvel doctor strange uh movie yeah. where uh the, the hand shtick where he's punching himself with his own hand is deleted from that movie they actually put uh is it ash or bruce campbell bruce in campbell's the, in a cameo yeah yeah and uh yeah they kind of they cut most of his bits out did sam raimi um direct the doctor strange one i think so yeah i think there, there was something about that yeah Right. And what's, um, is there any more trivia that you've got in terms of uh, things you didn't know? Or do you want to go by them when they they pop up? Yeah, let's do it as we go. Okay. So one thing that they do, um, I've seen it done on a podcast before, which I think is actually quite interesting. And every now and then I might throw it in because I think it's um, it's flattery to uh, Nick Ideas. On IMDb, you know, they've got a section where it says known for. Mm-hmm. Right. So for instance, if you, uh, they've got no rhyme or reason to them. So for example, Name me an actor that you know really well. Chris Pratt. Who I once, when I first heard his name, thought it was a rat that was crispy. Crisp rat. Um, so he has got four films that he's known for, or it could be TV series, could be anything like that. It depends on what they're in. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the four that Chris Pratt is known for? And you get Jurassic four. World, uh, Lego movie, um, and one of the got to be one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and probably that one with Jennifer Lawrence. I want to say I can't remember what it was called, but it bored the tits off me. What you got? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy one, 
Jurassic yep. World, two points. Parks yep. and Recreation, right, Jurassic yeah. World, Fallen Kingdom. There is big four. <laughs> so just to give you uh, another another one on this, uh, which is it just shows you the nuttiness of this. Tom Hanks, give me his four. Boris Gump, Apollo Scott, 13. One. Yeah, Apollo 13, no. So that's two guesses. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, three. Catch me if you can. No, big and castaway. So there's no real, and some of them are incredible because it'll be like Lord of the Rings actor and it'll be like two of them and then some random ass thing that he's done somewhere else. But Sam Raimi's, the reason I brought it up was he came up with his Spider-Man as well. So obviously uh, been involved in uh, the, the kind of worlds that we've been talking about as well. Um, no, instantly for me, obviously I knew this was a bit of comedy horror. I'd seen Bruce Campbell's face who all through all the way through, I watched a bit with Natalie was going, that's uh, basically uh, Jim Carrey. Yes. In lots and lots of ways. Very, very similar looking man. Um, so let's just, just do what did and let's see where we get through it. So uh, we get a bit of the stuff at the start where the uh, Omicron, whatever it's called, is missing. The book's been missing. And you think, bloody hell, it looks like a rum bugger, that book. Doesn't it? He looks wrong. He's got a gnarly face. It reminds me of that book in Harry Potter that tries to bite him. Slightly different. Same sort of thing. Uh, and we meet up and there's a, there's a, what is it, a piano and some dancing. They're going to the shack. It's all, it's all going well. Uh, I think it's Linda, his missus, and him and turn up at this thing. I must admit, there was a lot of this film where I'm going, what the actual fuck is going on? Uh, which is obviously, you know, understandable when we go through some of the bits. So the first seven minutes when it was replaying the bits where the, because that the bit from the first one is where the spirit or whatever it is comes out of the cabin and hits him in the back. Yeah. Then it yeah. sends him flying through the trees. The last scene, the last thing we see in the first one is where it hits him in the back. So when you watch that bit, did you sit there for the first five or six minutes going, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, so, yeah, I did. Because and what also confused me is I did start watching the start of one. So mm. up to the point where something's like coming down, they nearly hit that, then they end, end up at the, the shed. So I got a bit mixed up with what was going on. And actually that comes after Linda's had her head off. Because I put freaky spinny motorbike. Because it was like a motorbike sound and he goes spinning through the woods, doesn't he, and twats into mm -hmm. a tree. Yeah, I did wonder what was going on a lot of the time in this film, to be honest. You know, we've said Top Gun is basically trying to have sex with that woman and some planes. Yeah. And Bloodsport is bloke gone on holiday. Everyone wants to catch him sweating doing the splits. It must have not filled the right paperwork in for his annual leave. <laughs> yeah, you had some good discussions with that on Twitter. Um, yeah, this one, there is a bit more of a story to it, actually, than those two, which says mm -hmm. a lot for how shit they must have been. Uh, we find out about the doctor and his wife. Uh, I look, the wife was almost like something out of um, League of Gentlemen. He's doing, obviously, <laughs> find them tapes, don't they? And he's, he's giving the law of what's happened and he's saying the words out loud. And you're thinking, hey, what's going to kick stuff off? And he says, me and my wife, whose name I've completely forgotten. Henrietta. Henrietta. And it turns to this woman who looks like, I mean, he's not, he's not a young chicken, spring chicken at all, but she looks like they're not, they shouldn't be together. It's not going to work. But they must have something in common. Maybe they like darts. Or the music yeah. of uh, Mylene Class. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, and she's a proper fishwife and all that business. Um, and something's got older Linda. That's what I put here. Something just gets her. It, she, she goes through the window, doesn't she? She's having a good time. She's having a bit of a dance. And the old piano is going on. And he hears some noise, a uh, bloody hell. And you see, there's a lot of Sam Raimi doing this where he likes to be be the camera, point of view. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time it's coming as the beast. It's coming as the ghoul. You know, it's, it's looking from its point of view. And uh, Linda has her head taken off which is just bad, bad form. And then he goes into speak, uh, freaky spinny motorbike and Ash goes full zombie and shouts at the sun. And and that's just your kickoff. What do you say, Dan? We're probably 10 minutes in. Uh, yeah, it, I, you, must have, 
I, I bear in mind, I'd watched the first one, so I'm still sat there going, "Is this a remake? Is this is this right. uh, is this a sequel? I can't work this out." And then the way she gets murdered, she gets her head sliced off with a shovel. I've seen this already, this bit. You know what I mean? And I've seen them come back to life. I've seen the hands come out the out the floor, and I'm thinking, it can't be that stupid to go back to the same one. But then again, and then the bit where he does the what you call the motorbike scene, where he goes flying through the air, I think, right, okay, it must be a remake because of this bit. And then he turns into turns into a uh, it, now they refer to online as a deadite. Uh, he turns into one of them, and and then he done, and then and then I'm still sitting there, what the fuck is happening? And then we get our first glimpse of, and it's it, it's back again after a, after a few weeks. Eighties uh, boobs, eighties needless boobs. Yeah, but on a dead, yeah, on a zombie dead boobs. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you've jumped a little bit because we've got a bit where cabin eyes turn up. The, yeah, oh yeah, cabin has eyes for no real reason. He's looking at it and he goes, "Oh my god!" And then you realize that it's like a face in front of the cabin. Uh, he drives off scared, has a run for a little bit. And then we cut to meeting some new friends. We haven't got to the boobs yet. Uh, Linda hasn't returned. Uh, Book right. of the Dead pages arrived by a plane. So the doctor's daughter's turned up with a blonde boyfriend who's also a classic 80s chap. And they, they, they do that exposition stuff, don't they, where they come off the plane and go, thank goodness you brought those pages who have to be added to the dead book to be able to save the world. Yeah, the, uh, the old classic narrator just kicking in there. Yeah, it's like, I, do you know what? I see it all the time. And it really bugs me now when people do this thing where they go, yeah, that's right, John, my brother. Yeah, that's right, Tina, my uh, uncle's niece. Just, it's like no one talks like that, you know. What I mean, I ain't going to see my auntie Ange once and going, "All right, auntie Ange, my dad's sister." <laughs> I've said it in auntie, I guess. So, you know I mean? <laughs> and then giving um, it a knowing wink towards whoever you're talking to. Yeah, so Ash, Ash is now in the cuts to Ash in the freaky cabin. The piano is playing itself, and I just put yep. nice there for some reason. I don't know why I wrote that. Just obviously enjoying that. And he's looking at Linda's necklace. He's not happy. He's upset. And then Linda's back. She doesn't look well. The music's playing. She's having a boogie. Um, and she's very grabby. She's very much trying to grab him. And her head is very nibbly because the head comes back, doesn't it? And it's sort of biting. <laughs> and I do like the transition between the, that's obviously, you know, made. And that's obviously some woman's head with something trying to look like it wasn't there. But overall, the effects aren't bad in this. But I, I kind of thought they weren't bad because I thought it was early 80s. It's actually mid to late 80s, isn't it? 87. Yeah. So yeah. overall, when you've seen Linda dancing about and all that crap, what did you feel on the effects? I mean, obviously, it's a big jump since 81, I should think, when the first one came out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the 80s. I, I think we decided on this show not to slag off the CGI and stuff like that, but it is pretty naff. And you can tell what they've tried, what they've tried, but it's it's definitely got a look of uh, Harry Housen and uh, and Perseus. You know what I mean? It's, it's got it's got a lot a look of that, hasn't it? And it just seems a bit needless. The dancing bit just goes on a bit too long for me. I'm like, what is happening? It is bonkers. I mean, I was just going to look here on and see uh, Evil uh, Dead. Was this actually written? So you say Sam Raimi had that trouble with the, the rights to it. Is he always oh, written this? He always Scott mm-hmm. Spiegel. Mm-hmm. I get you. Okay, so that makes sense now because he's got so. But yeah, I mean, what are you smoking, Sam? Because there's some stuff going on here where you've gone. I tell you what, she should come out have a boogie boogie, and then her head's going to start nibbling at him, and her head ends up in a vice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and again, I thought this was animated quite well. It's clearly her head stuck through the table like an alien. But I, you know, when it came to the actual slaughtering of the head with the chainsaw in the vice. They they cut to a shadow of it, don't they? Yeah, and you kind of like, right. you know what? I I don't mind that. It would have been very graphic. I mean, it's a, it's quite a graphic movie anyway. But I'm glad I didn't see it because the way they would have done it would have looked bloody awful. 
Yeah, they've chonked. They've chonked quite a few bits where he's chonking through a body with the old, because uh, he realises doesn't he that it's missing because he's done the whole like a hey, up oh, chainsaw's been you know that sort of thing granddads do where they've put like a chalk line around what should be there so they know where the spanner goes. But then, but then you get that narration again where it goes chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> it means he is well over the top, but he, I tell you what, the lad can act better than uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, 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 and and, and must, uh, the amount of eyebrow work that goes into. Uh, that goes oh, yeah. into uh, into Bruce Campbell is actually impressive. But this is where I, you get your first um, shitty continuity in it. Now, it's, it's a gore fest, this movie. There's a oh, lot yeah. of blood. It's, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's just an absolute gore fest. And there is a number of times when, when Ash gets covered in red shit, black shit, green shit. And then in the next scene, he's literally got a couple of spatters on his cheek. Yeah, just the lines. <laughs> but they're always being cut down, aren't they, you see? Right, yeah, yeah. He, he must have some really good napkins in his house. They're big cuts, you see, rather than the other stuff you can wipe off, but the cuts have gone deeper. Um, so, yeah, chainsaw attack then on a... Ash has got a freaky hand. His hand starts freaking out, doesn't it? And there's some nice effects there with the blood going down it and everything. You're thinking, hey, what's going on here? And it's a bit where he's like doing it like this. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Some great hand acting by Bruce. I'll give him that. He's probably my favourite hand actor from the 80s. It's a bit... Um, what's the, It's a bit slapstick. It's a bit 1920s kind of Laurel and Hardy, you know, Charlie Chaplin type of thing, isn't it? It, it, I I, kind of went, oh, this is, this is a bit naff. Yeah, but it's funny you put that because I put something that's kind of similar in a way. I put loads of smoke, effects galore, hand gone mad, stab hand, cut hand off. And then he's using some books or something to do so to press down on it. And one of the books is Farewell to Arms, which I thought was brilliant in case it's like a farewell, you know, arms, hands. And then I put hand cam because you, you're then down almost like um, thing from the Adams family. Uh, but then I put Tom and Jerry. We got there in the end. So yeah, it was very yeah. Tom and Jerry in then, like blasting holes through walls, trying to get this bloody hand. And bloody things escaped. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's, and blood hosing through the wall. Yeah, what was, what, there was that was never explained. So he shot. He thinks he shot the hand, and then there are these uh, these well placed little holes all stuck in the wall that you know that must be from the gun blast, I assume, right? And then they just start pissing blood like straight out squirting liters and gallons of blood. Well, he's he can't see the bugger because it's gone in a in a mouse hole, and then it cuts to his ear, and I thought, oh, someone's coming out of his ear here. And no, it's his super hearing, and he kind of goes, <laughs> hey up. Oh, yeah, that's where it is. I'll shoot there in a different place. And obviously, he's hit it, but all the blood very much reminded me of um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The Depp's character, not the amount of blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that comes that comes later on in the movie. But they, I, I, I was losing it by this movie. I thought this is the worst thing I'd ever seen, purely because that the uh, the mouse holes that the hand goes in, like you say, like, like, like Cousin It, uh, like the thing, um, are literally shaped like the ones in Tom and Jerry. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Oh, well, that, that that they've never been real for for the hundreds of millions of years that that mice have been a thing. They don't chew a perfect archway into a skirting board. But there's got to be something about it, you know. Like in the old days, they'd say that I don't know. Oh, uh, you know, where does a stereotype of uh, a blonde hair, blue eyed girl come from, or something like that? Or these things might be, or like a a wrong and looks like this. Maybe I don't know why I put those things together. Like there, that. there are a few, aren't there? That like I, I think I read an article on it literally last week. Especially you know stuff that happens in the movies that wouldn't that don't happen in real life. Like one was turning someone's head quickly to break their neck. That yeah. don't happen because people have been breaking their neck left, right, and center. Or the fact that a um, a silencer on a gun doesn't suppress the sound as much as what it, it doesn't make a shot shoot 
Like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's still a bang. Oh, is it? I didn't have, I mean, I've not been near many going off other than computer games and films. So I'll take you, I'll take your line on that one. Uh, the, the uh, once the blood comes pissing through the wall, Bruce, uh, not Bruce, Ash, it, I think the character should be called Bruce. It kept bothering me that it was Ash. <laughs> um, he starts laughing his head off and then the stag has a laugh and then the lamp has a laugh and everything's like, and I've just written Pee Wee Herman's house in a horror film. That's exactly what I thought. I think I wrote Pee Wee Herman as well. Even even the way the settee laughs, like you know what I mean, yeah. with the with the cushions as the mouth. But at this point, I realised I kind of I paused it. I stopped the movie and went, "They've remade this as a comedy, right?" And and it's one of those comedy horror movies. And you go, "Right, okay, this makes more sense." And and so I come, I went back into it and kind of realised what you know what was really going on because it's actually it's psychotic this bit it's yeah. it's what the americans would find fucking hilarious oh he's gone he's gone absolutely nuts and it's it's i mean natalie even said god it's more like um what do you call it a sesame street gone mad it, was, it did properly look like a a kid's tv show that gone absolutely nuts oh my it must have got to a time where my computers decided to go into dark mode and all my screens just went really dark it was like oh hello <laughs> it's just gone it's just gone into the nighttime for evil dead 2 Mm. I told you that. Um, so, oh, do you know what I did think? Just really, really quickly, going to break off for one second because we do this sometimes. I have my ad mat on today. I can't have it because I've got my. Just for the uh, just for the listeners there, we've got a uh, we've got a, a trilby hat with a uh, with a feather in it to make him look like some kind of nineteen twenties reporter. Uh, why were you wearing that hat today specifically? Well, it'd been in my car and uh, Clemmy, my daughter, would give me like uh, this bird, big bird feather than the little one. She keeps giving me mm-hmm. feathers. So I put a feather in my cap. And All right. Anyway, so what, as best you can, because you, you might like this one, you might not. What am I doing here? You're doffing the cap. Right. And what am I doing here? You're putting the hat back on your head. Yeah. But this is it. The first bit, I thought you were onto something. I didn't realize that doffing and donning are basically off and on. To don a hat is to oh, yeah. don, and to doff is to take it off. That's, do you know what? That's that's one of those things that's neither funny or interesting, but it's not boring either. And you just go, <laughs> in it. Oh, yeah. I've met some people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a Pee Wee Herman house gone nuts. And we meet the hillbillies and the daughter. They arrive. Um, at m- <laughs> the mummy's back. Oh, yeah, she's under. Yeah, what did you think of Henry? Sorry, the daughter. I yeah, thought the, it was his girlfriend. No, so the, the daughter, who is the one whose mum and dad had made the tapes and the mum's dead underneath the, the floor, her boyfriend, they're oh. on the plane. And then the hillbillies, they don't, I don't really know what they're doing there. There's just a really kind of ugly hillbilly and quite a good-looking one. Yeah, they, uh, the good-looking one was his missus. Right? Yeah, and, but I, I, they, they were clearly there to set up to get murdered later on. There was no emotional attachment to any of these characters, was there? Apart from later on, where all of a sudden you think one of them is going to turn into the protagonist of the uh, the show. Yeah, wasn't it a bit like, though, that, yeah, that there was an element of it where they were just... I thought they were trying to teach him where it was or help him to find where the bloody thing was. Oh, God knows what. I don't know. But if it's a mum and dad's cabin, I mean, you'd know where it was, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, Henrietta turns into a puppet. So she starts off quite much uh, someone in a suit, doesn't she? Or the mum, Henrietta, the mm-hmm. fishwife, as I call her. And then she turns into the most bizarre kind of... They obviously couldn't be asked doing CGI or anything, not CGI, you know, the claymation on that one, because they've just gone, look, if I get my arm out here... I can move his head. <laughs> and it's like just a puppet on the end. Yeah. How much how much range you got, Sebastian? About this much. <laughs> That's all. It just keeps doing that left and right down the middle. And then it loses an eyeball. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, where the eyeball goes? It goes in, it goes in her mouth. 
Yeah, the hillbilly's mouth. And I, I, I don't know what's happened here, but you know, I do these notes. I do them line by line. When I see something, I'll just start writing it down. I've just put in the next note, mental. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite know why that was the point where I've gone, this is mental. Uh, and then Henrietta sings a tune, sings a bit of Hush Little Baby, Don't Say a Word. Mm-hmm. She's evil. Uh, the boyfriend then goes full demon too. <laughs> it's just mental. Yep. He's, he's yep. got quite a scary face. That one wouldn't have liked that very much as a kid, I don't think. But the best bit about it is when he like flies over, he's got all his spooky hands and he like flies all uncomfortable and he just eats a load of hair. <laughs> it's the bit where you've gone, have a chomp out of a cheek or something. Just takes a mouthful of hair and then he's kind of going like, nah, nah, like you would if you had a load of did you not did you not watch that bit and think, right, two things about, about this bit here? One, how uncomfortable would it have been to have been the actor in that scenario? Because they kind of give him rows of teeth like a shark. So yeah. the actor's mouth is open the whole time. That would have made yeah. me dry heave within minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he actually swallows the hair. How is it? You know, it's not a hair substitute. It's not like they've swapped it out for some ultra thin spaghetti or some of those what the they Michelle. call shoelace fries in Brighton. You know what I mean? They've, he's eating hair. Like, oh, I'd have been, I'd have been gacking all over the place. He must have had a hell of a gag reflex. I mean, a good, a good actor always has to look at himself and go, "What's in the script here for me?" I've got to do what? <laughs> do you know what? That's that's one of the ones you can put this up there. What would you <laughs> eating hair? If I put a plate of hair on a plate on a plate for you, obviously that's where I go. A plate of hair. How would it be where the hair came from? Would it be the fact you're eating hair that would be the problem? I have many questions about you giving me a plate of hair. You know what I mean? Like again, where's it from? You know, I don't mind answering them. Go on. How 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 clean is it? And two, why do you want me to eat the hair? You fucking nutcase. Because I know. <laughs> I know you have a slight problem with it, so I want to. I want to pit. I want to sort of scratch that itch now and, and pick at that spot. So, a, a normal standard plate that you put a sandwich on. I'm going to imagine the amount of clump of hair you could pull from a woman's head or a man's head, but women normally have longer hair. If I manage to do that, so I don't. I can't vouch for the cleanliness. I can't vouch for other than it's a human being and there's no blood or anything on it. Just come out clean, and I put that on a plate for you. How long would it take for you to eat it? There'd be no eating of the hair. You coming in and going, hey, fudge, here's some hair. I want you to eat it. But no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I've obviously got backup. I've obviously brought dollar. So because no oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah, not for a million pounds. But hold on. People say this when they say, how much would you pay to eat that shit? Ten grand's a lot of money. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably ten grand I'd eat the I'd eat the fucking hair. Like, you know what I mean? Probably five, to be fair. But like you, oh, you know so. for five grand. For five yeah, grand, you're gonna eat grand. Hair. How much hair are we talking? I mean, I've told you, I've got quite a big Like a handful. Pull some out of someone's head, put it on a plate, and you've just got to It's making me dry heave thinking about it now. Because <laughs> the worst bit is you're gonna go, what tactic do you do? Do you put it into a small ball? Exactly I'd that. I'd make it as big as possible that I could swallow all in one go just to you not prolong this agony. Well, it'd be small, wouldn't you? Nah, manageable pieces. Hair okay. doesn't... I'm changing the rules because it's my game and I'm going to give you 10 grand rather than five. I've got to take it from the head and I've got to just... You remember like we did with them um, cheesy poofs on my stag do thing, whatever it was. <laughs> I've just got to push it into your mouth and you've just got to take it in like a bird eating some weave. 10 grand, yeah, I'd probably do it. You know what I mean? It's like, you have those things, don't you? You know, like when groups of people are all sat in a room and they're going, oh, for a million pounds, would you eat the shit sandwich, like you say? And everybody's going, oh, God, no. Oh, God. It's a million pounds. Yeah, yeah. 
I'd eat the shit sandwich for a million quid. A million quid. I would probably eat a sandwich with poo in it. Five grand. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if I was having a big night out and I needed some coin, I would probably eat a handful of a, of a, of a, of a, of a foreigner's hair, like I was someone from medieval times. I would eat the hair of an Italian for five groats. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can all tell us what you would eat for five grand uh, whilst listening to this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to want to scale, like, you know, 100 quid, cook someone else's bogeys, uh, and then like a million quid. You know, what's your scale? You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to know. I'm going to go, I want to know for a fiver, a hundred, a thousand, ten grand. Just do it, scale it like that. Add a zero on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not good at right, good at numbers. I'm not right, good at numbers. I've eaten too much hair. Dead by dawn. 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 Dead by Uh, anyway, so let's return back to the film because it was just a great moment, eating hair. Ash gets the axe, turns into green goo. And then he hears what I can only describe as scampering sounds. And he goes into a spooky room and it's the ghost of the dad. The hand returns. Bobby Joe runs off to the woods. I've, sk- I've skipped over a lot there, but it, I think they're quite tropey. Oh, there's a warning ghost. Yeah. We've seen it since Dickens, haven't we? You're screwed yeah. if you don't change your ways. Because Les Dawson was the ghost. Now, if you don't change your ways, you're going to be end at you. Um, you never run into the woods. You don't do it. And uh, that's her name, Bobby Joe. She runs off into the woods. And this bit kind of got me. This actually ties in with you eating all that hair. I'm, I've not eaten any hair. Just for the sake of the listeners, there is no hair yeah, consumption. Everybody has at some point. Yeah, I used to have a cat. I used to find it in my mouth all the time. Just sat there just chewing away. I think this is one of yours. Um, so yeah, tree face. <laughs> what a weird bit of humour! Did you genuinely find that funny? No, not, not particularly. I was laughing more at the next thing I've written here, which is twigs in mouth. <laughs> twigs in mouth. Right. This is a throwback to the first one. There. So there oh, is, is a it? bit in yeah. There's a bit in the first movie where they, they're doing the entire tropey bullshit, where they go, um, "I'm going to go run into the woods," and then every about four or five steps, she falls over, and then she runs away. And then in the first one, there is a bit where a lady gets sexually assaulted by a tree. It's so weird. And then, and then I thought, "Oh God, they're not going to bring that scene back, are they?" And then, uh, and then they don't. And then it still gets weird. Well, I, I, I must admit, when the shirt got ripped and stuff, I thought that's where it was going. I thought them twigs were going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Or at least and they stop. do in the first one. It does happen in the first one. Exactly. It would have been right. a bit like... <laughs> um, yeah, it's no... What really tickled me was, did you genuinely find that humour amusing? I was like, no, I didn't really. It wasn't that funny. It was more the... You've, you've been sat there copsing while I've been talking. And <laughs> no, you didn't find it funny. It's the twigs because they were just kind of so... I'm trying to think what it is. Oh, it reminds me of like a scary movie where he's going to look at my good hand and he's got like the uh, he's got the potato on it. He's like putting it near her mouth and everything. I find it something very funny about someone being slightly sinister with closeness of touch. <laughs> it's like someone's putting a dog's foot on your face when you don't want it there. I don't know. It's... <laughs> Imagine you're just having a nice relaxing holiday moaning about the buffet and someone just comes and puts a dog's foot on the side of your mouth. Just a side. And that... you find that funny? Yeah, I'm going to write a series about it. Called... I'd, be like, I'd be like, what are you doing? And, and, then, like, and then there's somebody there stood there holding a dog with the shoulders shaking. Going, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's really weird, fam. What? I, I couldn't even get angry at that because I feel like they needed an ambulance to come and take him away. But then they say something that has got nothing to do with whatsoever. That's the, I like. Disc- that's why this film's probably I've not minded it. They say something like biscuits. 
<laughs> that's proper. That's old school madness, isn't it? You know, like in modern times, people think it's all like this dark thing and they put wallpaper on the windows and they did X, Y, Z. It always has to be a murderer. Old school stuff was people who used to think there were trains walking around your local town or, you know, stuff like that. This I, I like a bit of surrealness in stuff like that. So, I mean, dogs, dogs foot on your mouth, shouts biscuits, walks off. That makes your day, Dan. That's not like, you know, someone goes, oh, I got right pissed last night. I'm always going, mm-hmm. I want them to go, stole a blimp with three lads from Grimsby. We ended up in Taiwan and it turns out we invented Buddhism. You know, well, that, you see, that, that's, that's a fun story, but you know, I, I feel like that kind of humor is like, um, it's lampooned in like uh, the fourth series of Blackadder where you go, oh, just stick two pencils up your nose and just stay flibble. Like, you know what I mean? It, for me, it's the same type of thing. It's like, it's like that lad. It's just, it's the same type of vein of form. You know, you get a lad and they're trying to make the girls laugh and, and we're knocking a bandit with our charm and wit. And then there's some sports guy and he goes, hey, hey, shall I take my trousers off? It'd be really funny. Like, you know, it's it just funny for the sake of doing something random. And that, and I'm like, that, that's in the same vein for me. Oh, I'm, I am not talking about people doing it on purpose more. I'm talking about people who actually have just gone there. You know, like... Oh, that- they're actually insane. They're like actually these, saying flibble. Like these flowers, no, you've been chewing them. That kind of thing. <laughs> I thought I told you that story before. I obviously hadn't. Um, so they have to read out the missing, your face. They have to miss out the missing pages of the book, uh, which always sounds like it's been a bad idea because they've basically got to make the demon arrive and then do it again to throw him into the, the vortex, as I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you think this, is this again from the old one? Is it, is it the same sort of ending? No, it's a it's a completely different ending. Uh, they 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 had a larger budget for this one, so they uh, so they went large at the at the end. And uh, Sam Raimi's in that scene at the end, actually. So uh, we'll get there. Oh. We'll get there. In the, mm. Oh, come on, Um, so your demon Ash comes. Oh, hillbilly hostage. He's going to end badly because he don't want it, doesn't he? The hillbilly's like, no, no, it's all going to go wrong. Demon Ash comes back, and hillbilly gets stabbed. Uh, mm. with what looks like a massive twiglet sort of thing. It looks like a knickknack. Yeah, so in in the first one, there's this big long sword with this with the same handle, and they've kind of given it a new knobbly look for the second movie. And she accidentally stabs him because he was looking for his missus. But I can't tell you how much the screaming, the laughing, and the complete ignorance of all these people just pissed me off. You you, you know you like to think of yourself in that in that situation and like what's happening. And like we spoke about uh, what was what was that pig thing you used to do to your old house, mate? Oh, little pig. Yeah, little pig. Like, you know, you saw this man genuinely terrified and turn into himself. You don't run around going, ah. I told you, his cock fell out of his pants. Oh, yeah. You see, that's what normal people do. They, they get the dick out. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. And he had white socks on as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, actually, again, Natalie was half like getting ready for work in the morning we're watching it. And she was like, God, that screaming's getting my, doing my head in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a scene in the first one where there's a, there's a, a girl laughing. I can't remember if that's in this one. They all they were both as insane as each other. I don't but like this. She's doing she's doing this like childish laughter before she, uh, you know. And he's got the axe in his hand at one point. He's just thinking, just stick it between her eyes, pal, just to shut her up. I don't know if yeah. Again, I think that's what she said this morning. Something about like you wouldn't be still screaming them. It's when someone's banging the door and she's got her back to it. Mm-hmm. She's just going ah ah ah. There comes a point where a you yeah. let them know where you are, and b you're not actually doing anything here, are you? You're not really helping yourself in any way. Because I'm a bit of a talker in a situation like that when it starts to go a bit tits. You know, you if start it, saying biscuits. <laughs> Surreal humour doesn't tend to work in a situation where someone's about to get their face kicked in. I don't find. Although someone did say that once, it was quite a good tactic to do, is to go, how much is sand worth? That's what, what? 
and just, like, just throw someone completely. You don't know what she's been drinking. But yeah, I think it's a situation where someone's going to go and hit you with his brick. I tend to not go railing in with the brick. I will tend to go, what's the point in that? Just, I just find, I, you know, that's the way I'd go. You, you don't agree by your face. I don't know what you're talking about. I it's absolutely it's two in the morning. Someone's outside. They've got a brick in their hand and said, I'm going to smash you in the face because you looked at my girlfriend. Right. So I'd start duking. I'm instantly getting ready to go. Why? Why do you well, want to... There's, do- there's two other lads. You're not involved in this. Oh, God, I didn't do the numbers. Two of them were eating hair in the back. I don't know where the fuck they were. There's just right. one lad who's got a brick in his hand and says he wants to smash it into your face. Into your face? Your two- yeah, your face. Right. So what, what would my reaction be? Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd, there'd be some four-letter expletives, and I would remind him how much bigger I am than him. But yeah, see, I'd I, go with, that would hurt me if you did that to me, So, and I'm going to probably hit you back. You haven't thought this through. Oh, yeah, because you know, anybody who's, who's, who's tooled <laughs> up with a brick, who's, who's so unhinged with a brick, that's what they want. Rational reason. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like when your girlfriend is so vociferously arguing about something, and, and you know what they want? They want you to Google it to prove them wrong. They love it when you do that. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so I don't know why I come on to that. Uh, yeah, mum gets him. So mum gets him in a good way. And then it says hoses of blood. I, there's no other way I could put it. Hoses mm-hmm. of blood. It looks very mm-hmm. much like cherry slush. Like you're getting skeg beach. Cherry slush. That's what I'd say. Uh, yeah, hoses. But they, they've really gone big on this. Now, this must have been after Nightmare on Elm Street. So that's been seen. That's out in the world. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi and his guys have gone big on the blood, haven't they, Dan? There's a lot of fluid. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely a, a, a throwback to this where they've probably seen that man on the street and go, we, we, we can put that much in. Shit, let's let's do that for no reason. And then literally a wipe of the arm and it's not on his face anymore or on his clothes. They've got rid of all of this fluid. I don't know about anyone who's ever dropped a, I don't know, a pint of orange squash on the way to bed. They've crept down after a night out or something. You're back at your mum's for the weekend. You've dropped it all over the floor. It takes a lot of kitchen roll to get someone set up. They've they've sorted this out straight away. Um, I've put WWE, WWE Ash then cries. I think he does like a knee drop on someone, doesn't he? He's holding him up in the air. I think. Oh, I don't I don't watch enough wrestling to know who. Yeah, he, he, he administers a tombstone. Was that, I thought the tombstone was head between the legs, and then that's pile driving it. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah, sorry, that is. Hang on, the one with the knee. That's a backbreaker. That one, yeah, the one with the knee. Somebody else had that. I can't remember. There's going to be kids listening to this going absolutely mental at us now. Going, that's Jake the Snake Roberts's DDT, which it wasn't because I know that that one is. I was going to say kids who are also 45 you know, probably know Jake the Snake Roberts. I dro- I was doing a tour today at work and I dropped in a gag to do with Rod Hall and Emu. Right. No. Yeah. And then I said something like, nice uh, nice modern joke for you there. And three people laughed. I thought, there's my audience. Yeah, I'm going to cut. I'm coming at you, bro. I'm coming at you. But Jake the Snake was a really weird one, wasn't it? Because it's like, you know, what? It, it was just a guy, <laughs> right? And he, he, he looked like a contestant from Bullseye. He had his, little, his long hair and his mustache and snakeskin pants because it fits for the character. And, uh, and then what he did at the end... He just pulled this snake out and put it on him. That was <laughs> he'd finish you with the DDT. Oh yeah, and then was... yeah, he'd finish you with the DDT, and then yeah, have some snake action. <laughs> yeah. I like the one that it did work because even though I knew it was fake as shit, and my dad would you always be sitting there going, "A lot of rubbish." This uh, Razor Ramon used to really piss me off. Right, he used to really get to me. Always, see, God, let's go with his little pick in his mouth. I thought you slimy get. He used to really get to me, Razor Ramon. Even as a young kid, I knew he was a wrong one. I mean, we are talking a lot of racial stereotypes as well with, with characters like Razor Ramon. Do you know where Yoda lives? Um, so in the... 
I've heard it three times in the last month that it's definitely the way I say it. Um, so Dagobah, uh, Dagobah, Dagobah, it's pronounced Dagobah, Dagobah, Montage Chainsaw Hand. So he needs to build the Montage yes. Chainsaw Hand. So we're here. And then what word does he say when he's finished? Groovy. That's got to be one of the clips. I think we should play that clip now. Uh, so yeah, montage. It's, it's a proper. I mean, I, I, we need to find out at some point. We should probably get to the source of it when we've been doing these podcasts. Where is the first ever montage? And it's not yeah. just like a clip of putting something together because in the old days that would have probably been a, an, an infomercial. Then what you do is you connect the screws to the wooden plank. You've got yourself a gun. I mean, properly like you know, like proper. I think it's probably going to be eighties into or mm, late seventies, maybe. Yeah, uh, was there was there a training montage in the original Rocky? Ooh, that was late seventies, wasn't it? I yeah, I've only seen like I say two and a half Rockies. No, I'm not. I've seen three and a half Rockies. I ain't seen the fourth one. I saw the robot in the fourth, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Do you know what we were talking about? Uh, we we're talking about rating films. That's how we should rate films because there's five of them. You know what I mean? We should, it, you know, do it. It's three and a half Rockies. Yeah, well, I mean, why not? People are late listening to this, and they'll be wondering what the hell we're talking about, especially if they're coming at the moment when I was going, talking about you eating hair. Or putting a dog's foot on your mouth. So weird. I know. We should do one of these when we've had a drink. Uh, that'll be good because no one's ever done that before. Let's do something dead normal, but drunk. What is original idea? People love drunk people. Aren't they funny? Uh, so, yeah, mum's back again. Snakehead. She's got like a proper long head. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you, do you know what, actually, Dan? This is where I've got confidence in the fact that we're not proper dickheads. Is a lot of people would go, so I want to look into the, the thoughts of what that character may be thinking, why she thought she had to stretch her head and what it brought to her attack. And that's like, all I was thinking was, you've got a chainsaw around and lop her head off. Yeah, it took too long for somebody yeah. to realize there was a chainsaw knocking around. I think he's had trouble getting it started. I, I did. I did enjoy the little hook on his uh, on his uh, jacket to get it started. I thought, oh, someone's thought about that. That's actually really cool. Like, I don't know why. I just because I weren't sat there watching it going, what he could do with his little hook. He had one. You know what I mean? And he wasn't doing it with his other hand because he was tooled up. So I, I kind of like the little hook. But yeah, I was sat there thinking, just lop it off at the neck, fam. Come on he's now. Made it easy for you. But when he does take arms and things off, they fly through the air. Like the arms go, body, but they're like properly like they fly. Like they're almost like someone's dressed in like those, uh, you know, the puppeteers who wear those like black outfits when they're doing a neon show or whatever it is. So you can't see them when they're doing something on stage or the illuminous puppets. Like they used to do it with the, uh, whatever it was, the purple people eater thing at Bullings. Uh, but yeah, they're just flying along. the, And then when the head goes, it's like a bit, oh, bloody hell. But I, I think um, there's one bit you mentioned there about his face and how he looks. There's a bit where he's done the chainsaw and he goes, yeah, have it. And then he's got the, the the shotgun and he cuts the the end off a bit a bit shonky actually. Actually, look out for that in the flash. There's a bit where someone's chopping off some uh, all I put his ears, and it's done in a very funny way. You've got basically got a montage, haven't you? Then the music cuts and it's like a. I thought that was quite good. Um, so what was I say? Yeah. So and then there's a bit where I thought he actually had a fag on. Well, he's got a shotgun over his shoulder. He's got a uh, chainsaw here. It looked like he's got a smoke on. When it moved in closer, it's one of his stupid cuts. Yeah, just looked like it was a. He got a fag on. I thought, hey, oh, he hadn't smoked all film. Now he's gone. Yeah, I'm on a tab. <laughs> this is this is where I need to smoke one up. Yeah, and then it? shit gets real. Like this was the bit where you're like, do you know what? This film's been fucking dreadful. Like it's been dreadful. But like I say, a third in, I had to work out whether it was a comedy or not. So it kind of changed my perception on it a little bit. 
And then later on, this is where the movie goes, isn't it? Have we had we, we've had Jake dem, Jake's demise at this point, haven't we? She's she, she's who's Jake? Jake's the hillbilly with the missing teeth. Oh yeah, he's Get, got mum, mum's got him, and that's yeah. why there's lots of um, slush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's I, gone. Yeah, and then uh, and then he's gone. Right, I'm having this. Let's go, groovy. Well, the thing is, mum's back. And when I put the bit about mum's back, I just kept putting mum's back all, all the time. And it's better when mum's just singing. Oh no, she you know, she's just singing under there's a bit where she looks like herself again, doesn't she? She looks like the fisher wife. I think she could have gone out of there loads. There's loads of times where that trap door was well enough open because she drags a whole human body in, and he's not a slender bloke, that Jake, whatever you call him. And he gets yeah. pulled in, but yeah, yeah. she can't get out. I don't, I don't, anyway, again, we're doing the whole thing we didn't want to do where we're going, what's all that about? It's just a crazy film, just go with it. Uh, body parts find the Ents, as I've called them, are proper pissed off. Now, for those of the Lord of the Rings uh, fans, the Ents being the uh, the trees uh, that wander around, uh, I think it's Fangorn Forest. They're big old trees who walk around, they're all like that, and the hobbits sit on the shoulders. So these look like Ents to me, E-N-T-S, not the uh, entertainment department of Butlins, as we'll call it. Um, but yeah, they get knocked off, and the trees just start coming. Obviously annoyed because they haven't been able to do any sexual harassment in this film, they decide to take on the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've had their part significantly cut in this movie, and they enjoyed the first one, these trees, didn't they? What do I get to do? <laughs> yeah, okay. This one, just, just tickle them out. Yeah, just, just wrap on the roof a little bit and just start dragging people around. Get your twigs and put them around that mouth. That's it. What about in the... No, no, no. That's enough. Thank you. We saw you in number one. Uh, and Ash gets so scared with his face coming through the door that he... He receives a live badger haircut where his hair goes white in a big streak. Again, no reference. I, I don't understand why it had not happened before. It had not done happened after. It was like when he when they said that uh, surrender word in in Bloodsport. I was like, "What is? Yeah. the fuck is this?" A big thing is we we're lucky because we can just re- rewind it and put reverse. We can just rewind a bit and put on the subtitles. Back in the eighties, you'd have been in the cinema in the multiplex there, going, "What was that?" And you're looking some bloke from Doncaster and it's you. I don't know, mate. I was having a hot dog. And it's just like, (laughs) what was that? I don't know. Um, But yeah, his hair's just gone badgery. And then the vortex is open. And then you've got this beast in front of you. It looks cross between a tree and some sort of lizardy thing. And at that point, then it opens its eyes. Worst thing you can do with a man with a chainsaw for his hand, he gets a chainsaw straight to the eye and pisses off into the vortex, the old ent or the big tree. I was a bit confused by all this because I was thinking, well, who is the demon you've summoned? Is it the tree? Was the tree the problem all the time? Is the tree the problem in the first film? Uh, no, it's it, it's it, it's just an entity, like like it's like it is in the second one. But the wherever the entity lies in what body, that must be where it is. It's not like it's not like one that just kind of where it's like a hive brain and it looks after the tree. It's just it's in the tree now. It must be tree. that right? Or is it a bit like Paul um, Young, where he says wherever he lays his hat, that's his home? If you want. Wherever I lay my hat, I eat hair. That's quite a different song. Sorry. What? What? You pretend you're like we've all of a sudden got very different humour. That it depends what we we're... have. Okay, yeah. yeah you're right. Well, I, I got that. So so for the benefit of the listeners, Ryan and I wrote a script about 13 years ago, and we were on the same page for a significant amount of it. And then there was there was one of the characters that was like a turn it would just turn up versions of ourselves and all the rest of it and there was one scene that you wanted to put in where my character is going yeah you like him he's all right 
Andy got you that brasso for the hook on his on your hand, and all of a sudden we've got to give a character a fucking hook hand for six episodes. It was, I was like, what? no, <laughs> I forgot about that. Got you now, because I reckon eighty five percent of what we wrote is now banned. Yeah, it's it's not going to age well, has it? But I tell you what, hasn't lost its shine. Brasso. And hands, that wasn't meant to be that. That wasn't meant to be a gag. I, I, I hate it when you do that. You know, when you accidentally say something that is, you realize afterwards is connected to people looking like, all right, dad joke. And you just go, no, I wasn't. There's a reason I didn't do the gurning face it was because I didn't think it was meant to be a joke. Uh, yeah, but so maybe we'll uh, do a second podcast called uh, The Many Hooked Hands of United Kingdom and we polish them. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten about that, mate. You'd had a free pass for the rest of your life for that one. And you've just read. <laughs> You brought that ghost back like a demon in Evil Dead 2. <laughs> um, yeah, there was also, yeah, I was going to say another line there I wasn't going to say. So uh, Ash, he falls in the vortex too. It's a pretty strong vortex. And I guess when one of your hands is a chainsaw, you see if it was a hook, he wouldn't have gone in the vortex, would he? Fucking hell. What? what? <laughs> I was like, what's he talking about? And then, yeah, I've just realised the conversation about Seriously? the last three okay, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, that threw me, that did. Yeah, it would have been a hook. Did it take the house with it? I can't remember. But yeah, he couldn't grab um, onto anything because he didn't have a hand. Oh, and then he gets sucked in. Yeah, so he goes, it's something. He, it's like two stages. It's like, bang. Yeah. Then he's got a plank. And you think, I know what's going to happen here. That's going to stop him. And it's the door. Bang! There it goes again. Um, and then he's into the vortex. And then he just falls down on the floor and gets surrounded by night feet. Or armored so, feet. So, but did you not think that this bit was weird? Did you not think that the protagonist of the show would all of a sudden, that the vortex had closed up and it had probably explode a bit, never to open again? And and then, no, he actually got sucked did into I it. Think, did I think this bit was weird? <laughs> I've seen some things, boy, in, in this last film. I've seen some things over the last 80 minutes uh, that, no, I wasn't that surprised. I, did, I think I thought he was going in. Like I said, I think I had this pre-knowledge of like a medieval chainsaw hand kind of thing as well. So yes, on, on one of the pages there was a there was a an illustration oh. on one of the lost pages, oh, and I then didn't... all of a sudden when he landed, you go, "Oh, that's the thing." I didn't, I didn't actually. Yeah, do you know, I did when he stood up and he was screaming. You go, "What the hell's going on?" Mm-hmm. Uh, although Natalie said to me, "Why is he screaming? You're now just going to be some king of some incredible medieval world. Just deal with it." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I think I'd seen either in a computer game. Or pictures of like a Evil Dead type thing with a chainsaw in there and like all this, you know, kind of crazy shit going on. Um, so yeah, he's now surrounded by knights. And then what I can only describe as a harpy arrives and he yep. gets his shotgun out and shoots it in the face. And they're all like going, oh, oh, you know, they're bowing down to him. So I take it that's then three. Is three worth a watch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, three was originally what two it was supposed to be. But obviously, because they remade it, that three is now three. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the right that's the rise of the army of darkness or some shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was as it was still mad as a fish in petrol. But it really it really set home the tone of what this entire this this movie and the following franchise is supposed to be. And do you know what? You've said something tonight that's absolutely that I've never picked up on before because I know the script inside out. And there is a bit in Ace Ventura where he puts his eyebrow up and he goes groovy. Oh. And I've just realized where this is where that's from because I've never seen this movie before. You're now going to be YouTubing Jim Carrey being Bruce Campbell, aren't you? See if it's going to be a yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you a bit about um, 
What's it one about being his girlfriend or something? There's a line with uh, someone being his girlfriend or something. Do you want a girlfriend or something to Ace Ventura? Is that right? Have I have I completely mixed my films up there? No, I don't. I don't I, in in well, Ace Ventura. Yeah, no. So, yeah, do you know what? I have seen Ace Ventura, Dan. Saw it on a cross channel ferry going to France. That's an interesting story. I just mean I have. I was. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'd snuck off at fifteen and gone going to watch a film. They can't catch me now. I'm on the third deck. You know. Mm. God. Uh, but yeah, generally that's the and that's your end of your film because obviously you know now with I guess with uh, with uh, hindsight that there is another film coming. Whereas back then you'd have probably gone, "What the fuck has just happened there?" <laughs> Actually, let's have a look. When does um, do you know when Evil Dead Two uh, Three came out? Oh, is it not called that? No, uh, it, it probably might be if you just Google it, it'll probably come up with Evil Dead Three. Oh, uh, Army of Darkness. It's, not, it's Army only of five years later, so it's not like they'd gone. Mm. You know, like Back to the Future where they've gone, oh. The other one's already done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Christ, that looks mental. Oh, it's insane. The whole thing's insane, and I, it, I can't. I, 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 honestly, watching it, I don't understand why it's so popular. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's one of those random ones that we've gone because Elliot wanted us to watch it, and there we've got. I get it. I do get why people might go with it, but it's it's score time. I've got a feeling I'm going to score higher than you on this one. Mm, I, th I, th I think you will because I think this is more your humour than mine. Uh, no, I, I didn't laugh. I'm going to say I didn't really laugh. I just, it was so crackpot at times that the thing is, it's kind of like this in it. So you've got that one mate. I remember going to uh, some nightclub in the middle of bloody nowhere near Atticliffe in Sheffield at uni. And it was uh, one of those um, what, traffic light nights, you know what I mean? Where you put like a thing on, so if you're available, you're not available or maybe. Mm -hmm. And I was with someone, so I had a red light on. Uh, but the lad I'd got stuck with, a lad from Manchester. What <laughs> I was there to support my friends. This lad I didn't know from Manchester. We went there and on a bus, from, you can imagine. And he was already fucked. We got in and I was got left with him. And he went, mm -hmm. yeah, did you see my sticker? I was like, no, nah, what? Look down. On his crotch. He's got, no, 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 no. Dick out, stick around dick. Oh, he's, he's, the, he's the guy that takes his trousers off for humour. <laughs> Green, green, obviously available, yeah. available. So at first you might go, cool, he's a loose cannon, but you know, after loads of times, you're just going, this is fucking boring. It's the mm -hmm. same with this. There's so many times we go, what the hell's happening? When you've done that eight or nine times, especially when you're getting older, you need a bit of terra firma. You need a, you need an island, a port in a storm. And this film was just too many times where I was just going, oh, the fuck, what now? You know, it's, it's good fun. It's a gig or whatever it is, but it didn't make me laugh. It didn't make me go, it's so crazy that I'm I'm there. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to go before you on this one. I'm going to give it uh, a five to <laughs> four. Four and a half. No, you can give it a five. I mean, you know, if you like it, you like it. I, 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 no, I didn't, I didn't I, like it. I'm just going to down, down the middle. Four and a half. Okay, for me, the, the people who like this movie found Noel Fielding's Mighty Boosh funny. I, I feel like it, it's it's for that group of people. I, I and and I'm no way kind of a jock or a lad. You know, I like I like my geek culture in in some respects, but this for me was just I, I genuinely don't understand how the six thousand two hundred tenth best voted best movie uh, has got such a cult following. I, I honestly didn't understand what they were trying to achieve with it. I didn't understand what they were trying to achieve with that. Is it a remake? Is it uh, a part two? Like I didn't, I didn't understand that. I, I, it's a two for me. Two. I think you're doing the boost a big disservice when there's that monkey that can talk called Bolo, and he went, "Bolo, you're not loud in there." He went, "Why not?" And they went, "You killed that kid." 
That's that to me is just not funny. I tell you, the only thing different I found funny. Are, saying, this are, is more like a the boost is a very different humor to this. This is like fucking. The boost is for me is like Lewis Carroll on acid. It's got bits. Of, yeah, I completely agree with you. Why is there a bloke whose heads turn into cheese who starts singing cheese is kind of meat, a tasty yellow treat? And he looks at him and goes, "Is that your hero?" And he went, "Yeah." And he went, "I'm sticking with Jagger." It's just like for me, it's kind of a, it's very British in it. This was very American. Like I can see where you're sort of coming from with the crazy, and I'm defending the boost, which I do really, really like. I'm shocked, <laughs> you know. Um, I, but I do think there's a certain amount of Emperor's New Clothes from having seen, say, Northfield and do a stand-up where no one laughed, and then the boost got big, and then everyone laughed at the same routine. So I've seen that. Come and go, mm-hmm. you know, like when me and you saw him, and me, Bob, everyone laughed. And when the first time I saw him, my dad, no one laughed at all. So, um, mm-hmm. but you're going with a two. So, if there's anything that's worse than this is blood sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the strap poster. Yeah, yeah. There's a film coming next year, which is worse. Stick with it. Not, not as shit as blood sport. That, that should have been their strap line. No, I just, I, I, I just didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't. I didn't understand what they were trying to achieve. And, and you know, there's there's a lot of time when American and British humor ours is significantly better, right? I, and you know, I love, I love it when you see Americans. You, you see them on TikTok now, actually. The ones that, um, the ones that genuinely enjoy British comedies because they've now got access to it. And there's, there's a guy from Texas, and it's all, gosh darn, rip Tootin. And he goes, there is this thing, and and I've been watching it because my, my wife's British, and it's called Only Fools and Horses. And that goddamn Dell boy. And I'm like, but this is so quintessentially British. They live in a, in a flat block. You know, he's a market trader. And and I love that there's, there's something in there that makes him laugh, um, albeit, you know, 40 years too late. But uh, I, I feel that, all right, yeah, you might you might be right in terms of defending the Bush, but I think this is aimed at American Bush fans, like that that type of person, if that makes sense. The I American still, version. I still think this has more in line with people who like Fast and Furious than it does the Bush. I see. I I think people who watch Fast and Furious won't get it. They won't understand it. it, it they they'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" Because people who like Fast and Furious like to turn the brain off for two hours, right? And and it's gone from racing cars to I think they're in fucking space or something now. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't watch any after the second one. But like I, I just feel like I, I feel like they they they're yards apart. I think the people who like this one would probably enjoy, you know, B movies that have come out in recent years, like Sharknado and The Meg and things like that. I they probably yeah. like that. I think people who closed Max Power in ninety five put on Fast and Furious. Would like this film with a bit. You know, I once watched Sharknado two in French. Again, that's not an interesting tale at all. But you know, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, if you've seen any of those films, even if you, the thing is, I think about that. All right, let's break down the comedy of what I just said. It will be a thing as an anecdote, whatever it might be. If even if you've not seen it, you're going Sharknado sounds shit. You watched it in French, and then you're going to think, does this guy speak French? Not enough to watch the whole film. I'll tell you that. I was in a chalet on the Alps in the summertime without any snow, just flicking through. Oh, Theresa May's a new prime minister. Remember that for some reason. But what's this? This will do. There's a shark flying through a tunnel. Looks good. Oh, I can't even see. I don't know the French word for shark. <laughs> I'm I looked away. I looked, do you know what? That would have made a more interesting, interesting movie. I see your people on the beach. I'm going to eat all your leggings up. You like you like to make jokes about frogs' legs. What about the human legs? <laughs> I'm gonna have a bit of that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna manger your legs. <laughs> manger. 
Yeah, so if you, if you, you maybe put us uh, any films that you've seen in a foreign language that you didn't understand and you watched the whole thing. Okay, blueies don't really count because we've all seen uh, Swedish Sal. Sorry, I don't know why I went with that name there. Sorry, Sal, if you're listening. Swedish Sal in uh, from Gothenburg or something like that, and she's on foreign. We don't we don't want to hear about the blue movies. Have you seen a motion picture that could be in most cinemas in a foreign language and you've watched the whole thing and not understood it? Dan, do any spring to mind, or have you uh, normally just stuck to the queens or the kings? No, I uh, I used to watch. Um... It's not a movie, but I used to watch Eddie Izzard stand up. Uh, there was a DVD, uh, Eddie Izzard, you know, the one with the Death Star Canteen. It's a okay. tour called Circle. And um, and he does, he performs that show uh, in and around 2001, not not long or before the, 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 the Twin Towers. And he does the entire show in French. And because I knew it inside out, that entire show, I was trying to work out where comedy lied and, and the infractions he puts on the sentences and stuff like that. That is the geekiest shit I've ever said out loud. No, it's fine. You're growing. You live in Brighton now. Uh, but yeah, don't fully count because you knew it pre. But yeah, yeah, if anyone's got any way you didn't, because I, I tell you what, Dan, I hadn't seen the British, the American version of Sharknado 2, that's for certain. So, <laughs> good. oh yeah, what uh, what what Topper's saying there is, we better shut the beach because them sharks be flying right now. <laughs> They're going to be munching, munching, which turns into munching, munching. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Dan's gone with the two, I've gone with the four and a half on this bad boy. Uh, now, big announcement to make. Uh, let's just get these bits out of the way first as well, for those who do. Uh, you can, sorry, uh, email us on ynwtpod at gmail.com and uh, at, at ynwtpod. And um, we're going to be uh, stepping up the Twitter, another tick to the talk. Um, still don't really know how to use Instagram with the podcast. Seems a bit nuts if I'm honest with you, but uh, but Twitter is where you will find us most of the time. Um, but what are we going to be watching next week, Daniel? So because last night we were uh, we were invited to the Flash premiere, uh, we, you know we didn't want to do a contemporary film just yet because it doesn't really, as you said earlier on, doesn't really fit with the tone. So what we're going to do is we're gonna we we talked about doing the Flash movie from 1991. But then you said something in this in, during this chat in this vein, and you said, "I've never seen the Flash Gordon movie." Flash, not Flash. Now, the Flash Gordon movie uh, that's referenced in movies such as Ted Two, and uh, and and stars Brian Blessed and uh, oh God, some guy who played football with the Blonde whose name just escapes me right now. That Queen did the theme tune for. We're going to be reviewing that next week. Yeah, the, I, already I only know Gordon's alive and another theme tune, so that's that's more my what I'll be saying next week anyway. Oh, and a bit where Timothy Dot puts his hand in a tree with something freaky in it. I remember seeing that yeah. as a kid. Don't yeah. like the look of that, thanks, because it looks a bit frog-like where it could have been. Uh, but Dan, thank you for putting up with. So hold on, did you watch all three of the films in this series? Yes. Okay, now you're like you're like someone who just can't leave it alone, are you? you just watch one, and you're like I'm just gonna have them all. Yeah, I was the same with Bloodsport as well. Because, like I said, they, they binned off Jean-Claude Van Damme or he binned it off after the first one. And I thought, the second one can't be that shit. They've made four of them. So they go into another three, and it's a, uh, an actor called Daniel Bern, Bernhardt. Bernhardt. Bernt, Bernt, you know, the H-D-T thing, yeah. He, he's in it, and they're just as terrible as each other. And it's the same movie! It's, it's the... <laughs> It's completely the way it goes. And it's, uh, do you know, I'm just going to add a little bit of feedback on here. Um, oh, do you know when you go on Twitter and it says uh, trending RIP John? At least give him the bloody surname. Could be any bugger. Right. Um, so, yeah, there was, uh, we asked something on here about things. Well, first of all, you were asking things you were, what was it, embarrassed by, and no one else would know. Ironically, Blair put street sharks, which kind of fits in with the Sharknado there. Um, but what I was going to say is Neil said, looking forward to this one. Uh, and what do you think of the film? Blair said that this film we've just watched is wank. 
So uh, you and him agree on this. Uh, and then he's put Evil Dead Rise. The latest one is really good. Uh, but the bit I like here is the infamous James Wharton. Friend of yours? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's um, Wendy Twitter, isn't he? He's a Wendy, is he? Uh, he's put Evil 2 Dead is a classic. Blair don't know what he's on about. <laughs> this is the beauty for me of what we're doing with this podcast is that people can pull themselves away from the trails and tribulations of Nottingham Forest, Sheffield Wednesday's outrageous prices for kits and tickets, and they can discuss the Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell in, in a safe place. It's feel like doing a Holly, uh, Holly thing and going, are you all right? Are you feeling okay? I know we, I know we slagged it off last week, but come on, it's not that good, is it? We can get through this together. We've watched Bloodsport and Evil Dead too. It's now time for Brian Blessed to come and smoke shit up. <laughs> Gordon's what? Yeah, I can't do it on these mics. That's right. You can do what you want, mate. We've all been there. Uh, at least you haven't got a hook for a hand. Anyway, um, Dan, I'm going to leave you to eat some hair because no doubt I'm going to put it in a sandwich. That would make it worse. That would make it worse because it would get mixed right up in the bread. Oh, don't do the face like, no, I prefer my hair in a sandwich. I, I like a hair sandwich. I can't just have, you know, just, just raw hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> raw, rolling, 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 raw hair. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>